and welcome to the CBGS podcast for another week. We're back in our wonderful radio studio. We did the first show in this studio last week. We did. And this week is fantastic because we, we have cake. We do. We have cake. We have lots of plates and tea as well. We are going to be talking all about the radio station, the radio shows, everything radio this morning. So I want to take you back to probably before we met, actually, your vision what, of... The, a, the listeners or me? Of you, but before, before I met you. Because right. the vision of this radio station came in long before I was here and before we met. And you had an idea that you wanted this. But I want to ask you about what kind of idea you had. How did you see it? What were your thinking? You should never ask uh, an insane man to, to justify his logic. That's, uh, that's a deep, deep root of mistake there. I must have to give some training on that one. It's fun, though, on the podcast to do that. Like, you know, trying to ask me why I want to do anything is, is riddled with uncertainty and things. Let me rephrase it and ask a better question. So... You, you you obviously have a an admiration for, shall we say, or, or a, a love of music, radio as well. I know that you love music, but have you always enjoyed listening to radio? Have you have you always found that medium fascinating? Well, I think when you were, if you were born in 1960, like I was, you didn't really have a lot of choice. So um, a lot of people, um, probably between the ages of about I don't know 50, 52, 54. Uh, and anything older uh, will understand uh, probably one of the highlights of the week for me was sitting in the bath uh, listening to Radio Luxembourg, which I think was 208 uh, frequency, if I remember right, or something like that. Um, and that was like... Um, sorry, that was terrible. That was like, oh, God, he's woken up this morning as a mango all. Sorry about this. Any, any pretense I had to be a sophisticated businessman have now gone out of the window... I will now try very nicely to overcome this. Um, so, um, yeah, I used to sit there in the bath listening to Radio Luxembourg, which was the pirate radio station, uh, which, of course, you know, to younger people probably didn't even know who, 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 um, who Radio Luxembourg were. Uh, but to anybody uh, sort of hip and happening or hoping to happen would probably be more relevant for me. Um, it was, it was um, you know, the... the you know, the real sort of... I don't know, I don't know, it was rebellious, you know... Uh, that's where that's where the real music was being played, you know. And of course, some very, very, very famous DJs on there who went on to great things, you know, Tony Blackburn and uh, I'm trying to think now, but you know, nearly all of the radio and DJs came from um, either Radio Luxembourg or Radio Caroline. Um, so yeah, so I've, you know, I've been listening to the radio all my life. Uh, my my parents, funnily enough, it's, it's, it's something you don't really think about, is it? But my I suppose one of the one of the defining things about walking my parents' house, which I do every Sunday, is uh, one of one of two things are are true. They're either listening to the radio, or they're watching uh, cricket or rugby. Yeah, nothing else. I've I don't think I've ever been in their house and they're doing anything other than listening to the radio or watching sport. So they love it, like when England are playing South Africa, like they are at the moment. You know that uh, that keeps their little little Somerset hobbits very happy. Um, there's something very special about, obviously about sport as well, I'm a big sports fan, but about radio, I think it's something that you mentioned when you grew up in the 60s, you didn't have a lot of choice because it was, it was a, a big thing, but I think it's kept being a big thing. And even when um, people doubted that it would continue because of podcasts and, and everything else, it has done. And I think it always will because it's very personal radio, very yeah. personal. I mean, 
I will, I will, I will attempt to answer your question because I think it is, you know, it is quite relevant. It's actually, um, you know, I've, I've, I've explained this both in books I've, re- I've written and uh, speeches and previous podcasts. Um, I think one of the things, you know, this is this is not meant to sound. I'm not, I'm not trying to be pompous or arrogant in saying this. I think one of the one of the differences between somebody like me and a, a, a stereotypical person who's an employee is I don't think along conventional lines. So things will occur to me, I suppose intuitively would be the word, uh, but I don't always know why I want to do it. And, and as, as, I, as I've said many times, what I tend to do is I have ideas and then I make them work. So they sort of become more intellectually justifiable after the event, does that make sense? Yeah. Obviously, sometimes you, you, you plan things, you know, you can plan things in advance. You say, right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it really, really well. But I think quite often the best ideas are simply um, are simply ones where you think, so why did I do it? Well, obviously, uh, as you know, um, I think even the radio thing might have even predated the podcast. I think it did. Um, I think, as, as you know, as I'm passionate about marketing and I'm also, um, I suppose I would be the epitome of someone who dares to fail. In, in, in even you know in a narrow and a wide way so you know it just seemed to me that aspen weight radio or something like it was something that would be a lot of fun and it was something i ought to give a, give, give a try you know the reason why it took so long is because i might be insane but i'm not entirely stupid you know so um Clearly, then it's well. How's it going to work? You know, who's going to do it? How's it going to cost? I won't. I won't do anything unless um, it's done very, very well. You know, so you know, it, 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 it. The idea was born, as you say. I don't know. Maybe two and a half years ago. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Something. Something as long as that. Um, and really, you know, I suppose to some extent, it's been, it's been a case of waiting for. Um, so I think sometimes in life, even as someone like me who's who's marginally impatient and likes to get on with things, I think you do also have to sort of believe in nature and, you know, something will come along. And in, in my case, you came along in all your infinite wisdom. I was going to say weirdness, but that wasn't very nice, so I decided. Say that in private, it's fine. Yes, with your silky voice. I think that's true with a lot of things in life. We've met, we have definitely touched upon this in previous podcasts where timing is is important you can have the you can have the greatest ideas in the world it's happened to me in my lifetime quite a few times where you you think about something you know you want to do something even in your personal life you really know that you want to do something but mm-hmm. you, you the right time isn't now the right time may be in six months or, or a year's time and you if you're driven which you clearly are and mm-hmm. uh, you will get to it and it will become a right time and like you say when we met it it was it was there it was made to happen and we certainly have reached the first stage with this wonderful <laughs> studio that, that we're sitting in and actually today after the podcast we're going to have a long talk about the 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 radio broadcast center as we're, we're calling it here and everything that's going to happen with that interestingly that you mentioned Radio Caroline and um, Luxembourg I was looking on Amazon only last week for a f- few different books on radio. I've, I've got some myself and I wanted to see what else was out there. And they're really good stories, actually. The Radio Caroline one's been recommended to me. Luxembourg have got their own story as well. 
Um, Radio Jackie, uh, who I was fortunate enough to broadcast on uh, a couple of years ago in London, is also a, a great story of a, you know, creating a pirate radio station that then actually became an, an official radio station on an FM channel. So there's some wonderful stories. And I think actually, as we sit here now, we, we can take inspiration from things like that. You mentioned that you always like to do things properly. Well, we've got great plans for this station and certainly yeah. those what started with pirate radio became massive. See, si. so It's very inspirational to look back on stories like that. Yeah, and I think what's, um, what's been gratifying, as I was saying to you before, before we went on this morning, um, it's, 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 it's really nice to meet um, people of great calibre. So, for instance, yesterday, Randall Edwards, uh, who I'm really excited about um, working with, um, you know, and he said that uh, he'd listened to, um, uh, you know, a podcast or two and um, was very impressed with, um, with that and also... Um, uh, you know the whole launch of the of the radio thing so it's always nice to get peer group approval and we do seem to be collecting a growing army of, of, of fans as well which is um, which is really nice yeah we appreciate that we really want people to uh, to listen and enjoy and I'm sure people will as we grow the the, the station <laughs> oh so serious he looks there yeah oh. really into that I the two things I wanted to talk about today were firstly how it's going to work, how people can get engaged with it, listen to it, because I'm sure there. When you say we're, we're launching a radio station, there it brings up tons of questions from everyone that I speak to, and I'm sure you as well. So it's a, li- a little bit today about how it's going to work and how you can get involved and you can listen and what you can expect, and also related it to business as we always do what the benefits are because you mentioned it then you don't just do things on a whim you always think things through and you've got great plans for them so there are a lot of reasons for doing this and some not as much related to business and and plenty that are so I think I'd like to talk about them as well but let's start by just talking very briefly about how you can listen so we've been very successful with the podcast and I'm you know, pleased that so many people have enjoyed it and always always tell you, don't they, Paul, that they enjoy listening to it. Uh-huh. And we want to take that on to the next level and actually have a radio station that will broadcast 24 hours a day online. And you'll be able to listen. Not only will you be able to listen to, we hope, fantastic music, but you'll also be able to listen to some great shows. In the day, we're going to be focusing on business and, and some some fantastic business shows. And then in the evening, we're going to have some more community-based specialist shows. And I know, um, without digressing too much, but it seems like a good point because Paul is just getting some birthday cake um, cut from <laughs> Well, I've got to say, I've got maybe Uncle Johnny, and it's um, needed to be a, a man of an ox, ox strength to, to cut through it. So that'll be very interesting. If you look at the um, fine co- contents inside... I should have made more of that, you eating the birthday. It, what, just tell everybody what, what the cake is. The cake. Icing on it. It's a rich, fruity cake. A rich, mm. fruity cake. Yeah, so we, to digress for a moment, one of the things that you said to me a few weeks ago was you're really into your history. Mm. Anyone that knows you knows that you're really into your history. Mm. And, and we had a, a discussion on the podcast where we said, actually, history isn't taught as well, I don't think, anymore. No. But... One of the things that you're interested in doing as a show is it's history it. show. Yeah, that's that's going to be fantastic. With, with Callum, yeah, we've already got it. I've already got it 
the defining battles of British history. So we've already got them all planned out. So things like that we can expect to see on the on the station. You can oh, there's so much to. alcohol in this cake. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm drunk. Hey, hello, Jimmy. That was that. That's uh, that's what Paul's show is going to sound like on a Friday morning. Hey, if I'm drunk. Morning. So yeah, we've got lots of plans for, for for shows. There's so many things that we could talk about that we'll we'll do in in the future. But you can engage with it. You'll be able to listen to it. Not only will you be able to listen to it, we're, we have some incredible technology that you're going to be able to watch or across social media. You'll be able to watch shows on YouTube and really feel like you're involved <laughs> in Aspen Weight Radio. We'll be taking calls to the station. We've got some state-of-the-art phone systems in here that we can take calls and bring people in. And one of the really important things that you mentioned to me only last week was you said that we... You know, we're the, the home of the, you know, the real business mm. discussion, which means everybody gets an opportunity to be involved and, and not just for, you know, maybe the, the, those that feel like they're privileged. Well, that's, you could even say all business. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting. When I was listening to you then, I was, I was, it occurred to me that we could be, we could be inadvertently um, discriminating against large businesses. And we're not doing that. We're not, we're not discriminating against anybody. We're just saying... If you are the largest company in the world, that's great. Uh, and if you're the smallest company in the world, that's great too. Yeah. They're both yeah. very welcome. That's, that's our message. We're leading Britain's real business debate. That's oh. what we, we are going to do. That's one of our funky jingles. That's not one of our, one of our strap lines. We had a great session after the podcast last week where we had a list of, I think there are about 50 jingles um, that were going to be made for the station's production. And I read them out. And we, we just, I did it in a kind of jingle voice, didn't I? And then we, we decided whether we liked them or not. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. So we've got, so there's a, there's a whole... Laura, Laura laughs. <laughs> it was. What a wonderful lady. Um, <laughs> so there's loads of things that are, that are happening and you will be able to get involved in it. And, and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll tell you more as the, mm. as the weeks go on. So really exciting um, on, on the radio show front. And I guess I can't really move on without saying the time frame of when that station will be launched. We're looking at the, uh, by the 1st of May that we'll have launched. So we've got the first part of our station installed. We've got the video system to come, but we want to launch with a bang. And we obviously want your show to be the first show, Paul. And we will have you live across all social media platforms and online. Scary. It is really scary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. It inflicts me on multiple people. Is um... <laughs> Perhaps we should give out a warning first. Yeah, that'd maybe. be a good one that'd be before the show. That'd be quite quite a good thing to do, differentiation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Don't listen to this show unless you are a brave-hearted, entrepreneurial, dare-to-do-anything type of person. Just reach, reach for the stars and beyond with Lady Boy Show. Da-da-da. How's that? I think I was just looking at the um, the computer. It's all recording in, so we can use that as a jingle. Well, is it comedians that they announce themselves on don't they they come onto the microphone and now live across <laughs> the uk and the globe oh dear let's get carried away now yeah i think we are so that will obviously more about the launch date and, and how you can listen and everything just keep your uh, ears open i wanted to say <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a phrase eyes peeled doesn't really work on radio but eyes peeled never mind no, unless you're a potato so yeah, so we wanted to talk about that on the show. We also um, wanted to talk, as, as we said, about how um, 
how it relates to business. I think that's the most important thing. People mm-hmm. listening to the podcast, we always give, I hope, really good business content. So in relation to a business, this is quite a unique thing. Loads of businesses do podcasts and... To actually well, not have, that many, but it started to become yeah, it started quite to become, on vogue, hasn't it? Yeah, so we've obviously started, a, was it was a year ago that the podcast started? I think we've done about 62 now, something like that. Yeah. So to have an actual radio station, and not only to have a radio station, but to have a really state-of-the-art radio station is not something that one would say is um, in every single business. It would radar, wouldn't it, in, my, in, our, in, our, in our sector? Yeah. So... Relating that back to the benefits to the business, obviously you could say it was a marketing tool, which it which it will be. Of course, it is, and it will be brilliant for that. But it's it's a way we were sitting down the other day and just talking about how many people would want to be on the show, and already there are so many people that you've said, well, actually they would like to be on the show. I've already, could, I've already asked probably eight yeah people who've said yes. I think it's not like you know they they want to be on it. I mean, people are actually asking me, you know. That would make a good podcast, wouldn't it? I said, I've already thought that. So <laughs> it's a good way of connecting with businesses. And and um, I know that we a lot of people that we were already connected with, but networking, it's a great opportunity to, for networking. I would say probably was, so if you, you know, if, to, to, to put some sort of business sense into this, um, into this podcast, I would say that launching the radio station would be, to me, a logical development of the podcast concept. Um, and I, I think, uh, as somebody, and this is me, who, who has no... So this is another thing, you know, in terms of giving hope to others, and I think that's one of the things that people say that Aspirate do, is, um, you know, you, you, you've done it, so I can do it. You know, you made, you made me feel that I can do it too. So, um, you know, I, I've, had no, I've had no formal training in marketing whatsoever, but I think I get marketing as well as anybody could. Um, and I think that's because I'm commercially realistic and I'm very, very good at looking at what, what are you trying to achieve? You know, what's the objective? Work backwards. You know, who are, who are the audience? What am I trying to do? So p- apart from the obvious statement, which is true, that Aspen Wake Radio is to some extent, you know, it'd be wrong to say it, what, there was no vanity project in it, as people call it. I'm not sure I like that phrase very much, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it because I want to do it. So that's that's that, let's get that out of the way. But then, you know, if you actually look at, um, you know, really, really sort of f- sexy marketing, um, you know, strap lines or whatever slogans, um, it's it's a fantastic differentiator, isn't it? Disruptor. Yeah. You know, nobody else has got no one else. Price Waterhouse haven't got Price Waterhouse Radio, have they? You know, so it's it's very it's defining would be a word as well. I think it's um, it's like. Uh, Perhaps it's 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 a really really funky way of bottling up the essence of Aspen Weight into a into a medium to present to the world, and I think what's what's different. It's interesting, you know. When I had my meeting with Randall Edwards yesterday, I said to Randall over and over again because he 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 was presenting some fantastically exciting ideas to me about environmental consultancy and assurance and things. Um, you know, and, and he would he he, he uh, because he's a consummate businessman himself. He was you know very much uh, stressing all the income opportunities. You know, much more than I, for instance, was able to convey 
in the email I sent out last night, Ben, you know, all the various things that we can do to earn money as part of that. And I said, no, I said, if you're presenting it, Randall, I take that as granted. I said, I'm not sat opposite you because I'm money driven. Yeah. What, what, why, the, 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 the word I used about five times in my meeting with Randall yesterday was thrilled. I said, I'm thrilled to be listening to this. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have met you. Um, so what, you know, what, what really floated my boat was um, to get involved in a participative way in the environmental space. Is just, you know, I, mean, I couldn't even do anything but smile when I said it, you know, then. Um, it's just so exciting and relevant, you know. And I was saying to him, actually, on a serious note, and, you know, I... I genuinely have to believe, you know, that Distinction Rebellion, etc., and little Swedish girls uh, are well-meaning, but I think they totally, they totally miss the point. And I think their attitude is almost the antithesis of Paul Waits. Right. So, uh, other than you know the the, the the intellectual observation that they do not necessarily tell the truth. Or they're hyperbolic in their statements. You know, it's very Armageddon, doomsday. You know, the world's going to end in ten years. Of course, it's not. You know, um, so you know what they would have us do is to go back to living in Neolithic villages, baking bread on a fire. You know, with stone hut. You know, with with you know with with using stone and pewter and you know no cars and that sort of thing. But that's so. Um, and of course, that would work, maybe. If you could get, you know, if you get the whole of society that's touched the sun to say, well, you can't touch the sun anymore. You've got to go and, you know, you've got to go and do this. But there's, there is, I, 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 I am a passionate believer in the market. And the fact is, is one shouldn't underestimate this. So if you're listening to the show and you doubt that there will be a solution to the many problems the world's going to have, I would tell you with great confidence, you will not believe what brilliant innovation is going to come out uh, in the next few seconds, minutes, hours, days ahead. There are lots of very, very brilliant people totally committed to this space who are totally dedicated to coming up with sustainable, beautiful solutions to all the problems we have. And, and what I f find so sad about the, the Distinction Rebellion um, example, their attitude, is that it's very much like the Brexit, non-Brexit thing, isn't it? It's like the can-do, can't-do. You know, I'm, I'm like the epitome. People say to me, you don't know what no means. You know, and I'm proud that people say that to me. You don't know what no means, do you? And I say, no, I don't. You know, I think anyone can do anything, pretty much, obviously, within reason. So rather than turn around and say, right, let's encourage, let's encourage industry and effectively the private sector to... Um, to develop all this wonderful technology that's going to make the world sustainable and and probably you know if we go into if we go if we were to go uh, and extrapolate you know as you know I'm also a great lover of astronomy as as I think you know you know so uh, without getting we will do a podcast on this at some point in the future I'll probably do it with Callum actually because he loves it too so uh, the planet I'm most interested in is Neptune for a number of reasons which we'll probably we might even have a Neptune special one day but. Um, for instance, you know, uh, Neptune has a planet uh, which which uh, already has frozen water on it, which uh, in the event, for instance, the Earth um, was no longer habitable because the sun, uh, you know, was, was exploding into a supernova or whatever, 
um, you know that that planet will be capable of giving life. So I think not only not only uh, will will science and, and and technology come up with solutions to. I, I could almost see, you know, I, I, I don't know whether this is far future, but I, I, I have a vision in my mind where actually the, the weather can almost be planned. You know, today is going to be a sunny day, and you know it is because we, we, we can make it a sunny day. Do you know what I mean? You've said, you mentioned this before, yeah, I remember, you know, on a podcast. Today, so it'll rain in the night. That would make sense, wouldn't it? It would rain in the night and be sunny in the day, perhaps. You know, I, I actually think we could we could go that far. And then, of course, you know, you'd be you then have a case of um, because you know one one of the things again I think is quite interesting. I'm sorry to be marginally political when we're talking about um, uh, radio stations, but um, I, I I I'm a huge hugely interested in politics, and um, one of the things that I find fascinating about the Labour Party at the moment, and also unfortunately, um, you take people like Distinction Rebellion. They also seem to be Marxists, which, which also I have a problem with. It seems to be that sort of being ultra left wing and green seem to go together. Uh, and what's ironic is is I know a number of, let's call them capitalists, who are as equally uh, dedicated to environmentalism as they are, but in a much more useful way, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that... that just what even in those few minutes the things that you've said there and you know mentioning controlling weather and science and how um the the biggest thing that caught my attention there was just the inspiration that you had in saying that people will find solutions for all the problems that you know there are great people out there working at working on all these things but just conveying it in the way you did then is actually really inspirational i'm sure for anyone listening and that is what I love about what we're doing and what I love about radio in, in any way. And uh, obviously I've got a radio background, was so passionate about it, even when I was a, a child sitting at home and pretending to talk between songs on the, you know, playing songs in my bedroom when I was a, you know, a young boy. But it's, it's so inspirational, I think, radio. And I think we can do some great things with it. Yeah, I lost my thread a bit then. So I asked Ben to help me out. So um, yeah, one of the things I was going to say is, I heard a, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Lisa Nandy, I don't think it was actually, talking about um, about um, hospitals and investments and all that. And uh, uh, I, I almost couldn't believe, to me, this was such a moronic comment. It's almost you could hardly believe that an intelligent person who's elected would say such a thing. But the, the point of view was, was um, so that the, the interviewer is basically saying, well, look, you know, you know, investment in the NHS, or whatever, has has risen substantially, uh, and and the Labour person basically said, "Well, yes, but not enough." And then the person said, "Well, but, but obviously, you know, one of the it's about immigration. I think it was a discussion. You know, obviously, can you understand why, um, you know, why a lot of people are concerned about immigration because they see, um, you know, they see that the um, waiting time in in hospitals is increased because because of the number of people coming in from outside to increase that and, and, and in fact boring I went to death with this the the effectively what the person was saying was well that's the government's fault because they're not spending enough money right um, so presumably the logic is well you know if you had a hundred people and you were spending 10 billion pounds we've actually now got 200 people who so have to spend 20 billion pounds and I just thought of a really good analogy actually while I was listening to you just now and getting my thread back right so this is one for you right 
So let's imagine that you... So if I said to you, how many people would you safely put in a car? In an average car? Four. Yeah, I think that's the right answer. Thank you. Glad you said that. So I think most people would accept that in an average saloon, carrying four people uh, was okay. And I would say probably nobody listening to this wouldn't have had five people in their car. Yeah, that's, that's true. Two. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, you have somebody crunched up in the middle, in the back, so you have five people. Right, so if I said to you, um, would you put six people in your car, what would you say to that? No. Seven? No. Definitely no. Right. So there's my analogy. Do you see my point? We've got an island, which is actually quite a small island. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're not a big country. You know, I don't know what we rank in terms of population across the world, but, you know, we're probably something like, I don't know, the 80th biggest country with the 15th or 20th biggest population or something like that. You know, it'd be something like that, wouldn't it? You know? So the point is, you wouldn't put seven people in a car, would you? No. And that's what, pe- that's what people... One of the things that frustrates me about uh, debate uh, that you listen to is that I don't understand why professional politicians can't articulate things like that. Just such a good way of getting... I'd say a number of times, I would, I would say pretty much, apart from obviously, you know, your, your um, people like Momentum uh, followers, you know, I think if I stood up in front of 100 people who had a point of view and they were... All those people actually were, were prepared to listen, I could get a large number of those people to come round to, to a different point of view. Just by explaining things in a way that would be easier for them to understand. Like, so he said, would you put four people in the car? Yes. Would you put five people in the car? Maybe. Would you put six people in the car? That's too much. So seven, you definitely would, would you? So what's the difference between that and people, the population of the country? Where I was going to go with that, from an environmental point of view, is the correct solution to that, in my opinion, isn't, uh, as someone who cares about people, to want people to die or to starve. Um, it's to find more space. So I, you know, one of the things I find fascinating, to some extent, now, you look at Australia, for instance. The population density of Australia, I don't know, I, I haven't checked it out, but I would imagine that the density of uh, people per square mile in, in, in Australia would have to be something like 100 times less than ours. It's got yeah. to be, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know? so. Right? So why the, hell, why the hell aren't we doing something about that? You know, why have we got such huge huge swathes of land across the world which aren't being used but where, you know where i was going because i am a very futuristic person you know um the solution ultimately will come in finding in in in, in being able to, to to go out to new worlds so actually uh being able to sprinkle this fantastic technology or whatever um around venus and cool it you know cool the planet and make it habitable you know, the, the, to me, that's the, that's the, that's sort of where this is going to go, and I think you know one of the things that was fantastic when I was talking to Randall yesterday, we were both incredibly like-minded. That we were both patriotic, and we both wanted uh, to make a contribution to saving the planet and our country as well, and and that's why I think being directly involved in environmental matters is so important to me. Yeah, and it got, and and also. Everything you've just said goes back. I've, uh, I've written a couple of notes here. Communication, learning, two of the really important things. We're talking about why, why you would start a, a radio station. And communication, learning, two of the biggest things that you just talked about there. How we can gain a, a lot of knowledge and pass on knowledge and, and, and get knowledge back the other way as well from people that are listening and want to get involved in the shows. And again, going back to that question of 
Why is it related to business? Why do it as a business? Well, you know, we are the complete business growth service and a way that businesses will grow will be to get knowledge and to communicate. There are two things that learning is a way that you will grow your business and, and with us, you will learn and, and hopefully even just things like you mentioned there, the environment. How many people would listen to the podcast or listen to a radio show in the future and actually sit there and think, that was a really interesting discussion. I, I want to get involved in it, but also I want to do something about it as a business. I want to help. So those are the kind of things that mm. we want to be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think, you know, one of the things, one of the things I always used to do when before Lion's House, you know, before this wonderful building, which I'm incredibly proud to, um, to be part of, um, I think, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's true to say that I, I have always, well, it's, it's not there anymore because the environment's gone, but in, in the good old days, as, as you're calling it, you know, I always felt most at peace uh, grabbing a pew in the, in the old marketing room. It's the room that Cora Morag are now in. I used to love sitting, especially on a Friday, about half past 12, going down and sitting opposite Ross and, and Carly and Drew. And inevitably, because Carly in particular loves this, and we would talk about something they didn't know about, which was, and about being rude to them, it wasn't difficult because it's quite a lot they don't know about. So, you know, we would talk about, um, I don't know, Southeast Asia or um, something to do, something to do with British history or something, you know. And and I can, and I, you know, this is this is it's true to say. I think um, the the sort of almost the childish joy of being educated you know they really enjoyed uh sitting there because it was a it was in a very informal manner you know sitting sitting in a room with someone who knew loads of stuff they didn't know and and, and telling them something so i think you know i think that um why are we doing it well we're doing it uh we're doing it mostly for ourselves anyone anyone who who, who would ever say otherwise is, is is obviously not fundamentally telling the truth now ultimately aspen wake radio is a fantastic way a, a very novel and uh, differentiated way of representing the essence of Aspen Weight in all its wonderful diversity um, to the outside world. But again, because we're not driven by money, which is which is true. Uh, if you said to me, for instance, you know what is? Um, well, if we look at our slogan, you know. So again, you know, central to Aspen Weight's philosophy is educate, isn't it? You know, so uh, all the things I'm talking about, you know, telling people that Neptune goes around the sun in a different way to the Earth, for instance, as an example, you know, that's, that's, that's a, you can't tell me how many people would find that really interesting. Nearly everyone, I would say. Yeah. Why is that? Like, nobody knows, you know, but it's, so educate. But obviously one of the things, one of the things we also want to do is we want people to enjoy. So we want, we want people, and that comes, you know, that, if you look at our message generally, you know we do that in a in a wide number of ways. So, even for instance, so you know, I, I can't mention his name, a, a very long-standing client of mine who's probably my oldest client, nearly other than George Farwell, who I revere, by the way, George. If, if anyone in New Forest Land is listening to this, so my second oldest client, um, who was an engineer with an engineering firm in Wiltshire, that I've been very proud to act for for probably twenty years now, he phoned me up yesterday afternoon in fact I was nearly home I had to stop and park up in a lay-by to talk to him because I didn't want to miss his call and he was actually quite worried because he's having a lot of trouble with his bank if I told you the story you wouldn't believe 
you just would not believe um, how poor the the main banks are these days. In, it's, it's a, it's, you know, if you if you if you knew what his business was like and the asset cover he has, you know, the amount of grief he's getting over a very small request, it's unbelievable. But I basically said to him, and this is the point of this. So you know, you probably wouldn't be surprised. I was saying to him, Alan, please don't worry. I said, please don't worry. And he said, but I said, no. I said, if I had to give you the money myself, I would. He said, no, I know you would. So I said, please do me a face. I've been worried. I know you have. I said, I know you. I said, please don't worry anymore. I said, it'll be all right. You know, and I think that you know, so it's a very real conversation, and that would sort of, that would be, I think, the essence of what I think we're all about. You know, it's, it's, that's that's the essence of a true friend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I am not going to let you. I am not going to let you fail. I am going to banish that fear from you, right? So I then went home, um, and about an hour later, I sent an email to Cora and I said, "Right, we need to make an application today to so and so. It's important. Let's let's get let's get this done." Yeah, that is that epitomizes everything that, as you say, Aspen Weight is about, but also. The radio, the, the radio station, it sits, it sits within that. It, it covers. I mean, our slogan: educate, entertain, enjoy. Hmm. For the radio, and that does epitomise everything that we're about. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a great forum, and you know, I suppose one of the things that I've learned, um, I've had a, an unusually brilliant week in terms of, um, I suppose, one of the things I often talk about, uh, which I think is quite important. This, um, I would say. Most businesses are very poor at selling and marketing, and they are very different, by the way, very different. They're mm. as different as apples and pears, right? Selling and marketing are not the same thing. Um, so one of the things I often talk about is, uh, I don't particularly like this saying, but it's, it's easy to say, especially on the, on the podcast, because it saves uh, thinking of something cleverer. So, you know, we talk about low-hanging fruit. So... If you're in business, it's really, really important that you actually recognize where the low-hanging fruit is and you pick it. So just to be clear, what, what does that mean? So if you've got, if you've got uh, an easy source of, of revenue or potential customer base uh, you know, that's easily accessible without much effort, you should naturally do that first. So how I refer to it is I pick my low-hanging fruit and I have a strategy for that. And then I also, I, I call it, I also plant, I plant seeds in fields, right? Beyond the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Some of which might not um, turn into plants for perhaps three years. Okay. So I've got, I've got marketing ideas that are now instantaneous and things that will develop over time. So what was wonderful about this week? I'd say the wonderful meetings I had on Wednesday and Thursday both were the byproduct of a natural organic process. Yeah, trust hard earned in battle yeah. from people who said, so when, when I sat down in front of Rob Hook on Wednesday, he already knew I was a great chap because he'd been told I was a great chap. He said he knew it was going to be a great meeting. He was excited before he walked in. Do you know what I mean? So all, all, all we had to do was really have a fantastic chat between two people who totally get business. Because I'm a marketing-driven business owner, he's a sales-driven. But what was unusual about Rob is, I, don't, I, don't, I mean this as a compliment, Rob, by the way, if you're listening, is um, while he is a consummate sales professional, he also is a marketeer. It's quite rare in my experience 
to have someone that's very, very good at selling and marketing at the same time. And, and, and one of the reasons we got on so well is, is he, he understood strategically everything I was trying to do and was very excited about it, you know? Yeah, it's, I think it, everything we've talked about this morning comes back to educate, entertain, enjoy. That's why okay, we're going to do it. And people ask it all the time, and there we go. We've answered it on the podcast today, educate, entertain, enjoy. One of the things, actually, just the last point, that we when we first had our cup of tea, when this probably was born, this realisation of the things that you've been thinking about, and I think one of the first things that we talked about was education, because I said I, I had a real desire to teach to, to allow people perhaps, you know, even further down the line without letting everything out of the bag <laughs> to, to, to get students and, and people that wouldn't have the opportunity to be able to learn and experience things like radio, which is, which is close to, to my heart. So that those, it all comes back. We've really got that shared education and learning in very different ways. We talk about it on a business level. We talk about it on a, an education, perhaps, um, people that aren't in business that are, that are learning at a young age education and learning comes in all different shapes and sizes well i'll give you a give you a little a relevant analogy you know i think i've probably talked about this before but no so so this is actually much more than three years so if you go back to the um you know, a few people remember this the wonderful and they were wonderful the wonderful aspen weight radio adverts um of of probably what 15 15 years ago, 15 to 18 years ago, probably when they started. They were amazingly quirky, very funny, very much the embodiment of my sort of humour, you know. Yeah. And the fact is, I doubt if I got a single penny in new revenue from doing that. What I did get was was what I would call peer group admiration. Um, and, for instance, when I sat down with all of Callum's friends, as I did every time he had some sort of, you know... Um, sleepover or whatever you call it, you know. So Drew, Drew, uh, Nikki C, uh, Josh, all these wonderful people that are still friends of ours today. Um, they would they would sit there. They loved the radio. They they were they were little boys, but they loved the adverts. Now what's what's really if you then roll on, um, what so roll on fifteen years, uh, three of those little boys are clients of Aspen Way. One of them works for Aspen Way. Yeah. Obviously, my son is 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 an integral part. Um, so, I think that you know, you can even do things. So, so take the radio would be would be exactly you know completely directly anal- analogous with with that anecdote. Um, you know, if if we can if we can get so I'll give you an example. Um, Cora, Cora's daughter Chloe is a little bit of a prodigy, I would say. You know, a uh, incredibly talented girl, um, and you know, when whenever I talk, I, I I tease her and I say, "How's your calculus getting on? You know, how's your partial differentiation getting on?" Because you know, she's already somebody that you know. I turn around and I say to Cora, "Well, when she, you know, we have to sign her up," because I've got no doubt in my mind that that girl is going to be something. Yeah, I could see that when she was six. You know, so. It doesn't matter. I think one of the things is is that um, it doesn't matter whether the person is six, sixty-six, or one hundred and six. Um, I think the the thing that people really still don't really get, and I remind myself of this all the time, as someone who is who is, you know, much you know as close to being as good as it gets, 
is the more you can directly engage in communication with another person. So if you've got a radio station, you direct, you know, potentially you've got an unlimited audience. That has to be a good thing because if you can, if you can get people even to enjoy it, well, you know, um, if you, if you, if you think about, um, when, when the normal process, for instance, of engaging with a new client, and let's say that the, that your reputation isn't known or people don't know that what you're like. If 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 you had, you know, we, 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 we won't know until this actually happens, but it seems to me one reasonable extrapolation of what one would expect by having a radio station is, obviously I'm going to have my own radio show. You you wouldn't you wouldn't be sat there as a new as a potential new client going into a meeting with Paul White worrying that he was a bit of a stiff humorless person would you you'd think if anything this was a bit of a crazy uh, all out there guy you know what i mean yeah so so it's going to take you know one of my sayings as you know is taking the fear out of business and one of the things that was interesting yesterday you know, and, I'd, and i'd like your honest maybe considered maybe because honest isn't partially being really rude isn't it i guess you'll consider the opinion on this um you know that when uh soon after we started doing the podcast uh, i won't mention her name because it would be wrong but a very experienced radio professional who became a friend of mine listened to the podcast and she basically said uh do you want to be as great as you are as you know as a radio uh, professional or do you just want to be uh, a, a extremely talented amateur who for an accountant is bloody good and i said well the former and she said well you're not you're not at the moment you know you are the second at the moment and she and she said so, for instance, at that point, we were still, hello, this is Armstrong, this is Wait, you know? And she said, you know, for instance, you know, you don't need to be talking like that. People don't want you. People, you've got a nice voice. You know, people like your voice. They're reassured by your voice. Talk in your normal voice. I'd say so that, that part, all the time, yeah. So that part of thing, so that's, for instance, you know, so uh, although Drew uh, will still talk as Armstrong, um, you know, I have ever since that point uh, talked as, as in my own natural voice. And... Um, the reason I'm saying this is is that one of the things she said, uh, Randall, for instance, yesterday, I think he implicitly disagreed with. So one of the things that she said was that um, I suppose a little bit like you're you're a little bit like two little boys having a bit too much fun live. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. Know, you perhaps you need to be a bit more professional and cut out the giggling and all that. Whereas, see, Randall said to me yesterday, he thinks that it's he thinks it's really important to have humour. Yeah, I, I. This is the thing, and this 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 will come out later when we have our our meeting. Radio is subjective. Is one of those things where it's like me asking you um, if you, what chocolate bar you like. You know, everyone's yeah. going to be different. So th- there is a, there is always this argument to um, what people like to listen to. I guess because there are different types of radio stations. That somebody that listens to a local BBC station is going to be very different to somebody who listens to Heart. Oh, absolutely. So there, there is that subjectivity, and I think, I think it depends in the, on the situation. I would say that there's a bit of both. I think podcasting is is definitely people appreciate um, natural. You know, people people want the real experience now. That's that's what they want. So with a podcast, it's far more acceptable to be um, very relaxed. With a radio show, you want to you're entering in an industry. Do you know what I compare it to? Hmm. Wimbledon tennis. All right. The game's changed. We've changed as a society. 
it's now 2020, but there are still so many traditions. You could probably say it's about cricket as well and rugby. There are so many traditions. You can only wear white at Wimbledon. There are things that will, will all, that is, that is so prim and proper because that's what people want from it. And radio shows are a little bit similar. So when you're doing radio, you do want to be natural. You do want to be funny. And humour is always good, especially mm. uh, in, the, in this day and age. But there are things when you move from podcast to radio that you do, that do need to be a certain way because that's what people look at and they say, this is radio. This is how it works. You know, this is, yeah, people do, do do it properly. So I think there's a, there's a bit of both, but I agree, actually. I think humour um, is, is, goes back to that enjoy element of those three words that we use, entertain and enjoy. You do it with humour. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're digressing slightly, but... Um, you know, I, I do think that um, one of the things I think that Aspen Wake Radio is going to be, and I'd be very surprised if it wasn't, is I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think pe- we're going to have a lot of fun doing it, and I think people, enough people, will really enjoy the experience. Not everyone, you know. I think one of the things that again uh, is very important, uh, not not just not just as a businessman, but in life, uh, to really get, you don't need to get everyone to like you. No, that's what that's, that's the analogy I use. So all that means really is, you know, if, you, if you've got, um, uh, I don't know, you, you've got a, a, a new coffee and it costs twice as much as all the other coffee, enough people will buy that. Clearly, if you, if you were to do a business plan and say, I don't know, 30 million people in the UK drink coffee. That's probably about right, you know. Um, therefore, my target audience is 30 million pounds, 30 million people. I'd say rubbish. Of course, it's not. You know, if you're selling something twice as expensive, uh, but let's just say that three million people could be. Yeah, that's an awful lot of people, isn't it? And, that, so, and I think that, that you know, if that if those figures were right, that wouldn't be a ridiculous um, positioning, say. You know, so I think that um, it's very important. That, so with us, you know, what 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 are we looking to do? I don't know. I don't know. Realistically, maybe something we need to talk about. You know, what is? You know, do we do we actually want to set ourselves a target of having a, a, a an audience of more than a thousand people, ten thousand? What is it? You know, what are yeah. what are we looking to do? What are the what are the tangible benefits we want to see if we can measure uh, to define what we think success means in terms of Aspen Wake Radio? You know, we've got we've got so much to look forward to. There's so many things that you mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast and I love it when this happens we get to the end of a podcast and it does kind of relate back to the very beginning and and you said that when you came up with the idea like many things in life you see it a certain way but as it as it as it grows so do your ideas and suddenly you think well actually yeah we could do this with this or we can now do yeah, this well yeah and that, and that's part of it isn't it we could, I could talk forever about um, radio, and uh, I think we've, we should get to your your song choice today, which is yeah, all important. It's interesting this week. I mean, I've I've um, I've probably listened to a bit less music than I normally would over a week. So um, I did sit down last night, very conscious that we had our podcast tomorrow, and and and, and so I really picked. So what I decided to do was to pick um, one of one of the great songs for me. Which I hadn't played before, really. That's all I'll say. So um, there's a band called uh, the Fleet Foxes, um, who are a Seattle-based band that came into prominence somewhere around 2006, seven, that sort of period. Um, actually, became more popular in Europe 
initially than in the in, in their own backyard of the US. Um, did a sellout tour of Europe, I think in about 2008. Um, sold 100,000 albums in the UK um, in, in one of their breakthrough years. Um, but then got on to be um, globally regarded, won you know various awards, um, both in the States, uh, the UK, and in other countries. And um, I love, I love, I love, I particularly like the music because it's um, it's essentially folk music. I would say if you had to describe the genre, it's effectively indie folk, sort of brought up to date with modern instruments. You know what I mean? And what I what I what I like about it. One of the things that would be interesting um, when you listen to this song, um, for those of you like me who like all things Norwegian, I'm a very real Norwegian uh, lover. Um, uh, so while on this, check out a fantastic series on Netflix called Occupied. It's absolutely a wonderful, wonderful concept of, of, a, of an idea. Very, very relevant about the EU and Russia and so on and so forth. Um, so one of the things that goes with loving all things uh, Norwegian, I would have loved them anyway, is I really like AHA uh, as a band. I think they're a fabulous band. And I find Morten Harkett uh, quite a fascinating individual. Not only is he, uh, does he look, you know, at the epitome of a Norwegian to me. Um, he's, you know, I think you'd have to say, as uh, uh, I don't mind saying this, uh, almost a devastatingly handsome man. I don't know if, if you would say that. I mean, you know, he's not, you know, yeah, I know yeah, I'd, I'd say he was an extremely attractive Nordic-looking man with an amazing range. I mean, he picks, you know, really hits some really high notes. When I listen to this song, there's a bit in here, and, I, and, and, and it sounds like Morton Harkett singing, and I'll see if you agree with that when you listen to the song. Um, you could almost think, so it, it, I, when I listen to this song, I, I, it always sounds like they're not really Americans, they're Norwegians singing, you know, obviously Norwegians sing in beautiful English. So um, this is this is um, Fleet Foxes singing "Your Protector." It's uh, I think it's beautifully sung, wonderful harmonies, great voices, wonderful instruments, uh, and it's just a really, really, really good song. What a great way to end the podcast! Thank you so much for listening. Do share it um, with other people. Tell someone about the podcast. In fact, no, I've got to just hold that back a second. Um, <laughs> tell you, everyone. Tell everybody, uh, Paul. Just before we go, you know, you know the drill. Until we start the radio station, this is going to maybe <laughs> become repetitive. But today, you are on. You have found yourself on Neptune, and there's life forms now living there. But this is the first ever radio show, and you're presenting it, and you're going to introduce this song. How lovely. Well, listeners, this is a wonderful, wonderful song with fantastic lyrics, harmonies, fantastic musicians from Seattle, a great band, check them out, Fleet Foxes singing Your Protector, and he is coming home. She left a week to roam Your protector's coming home Keep your secrets with you, girl Safe from the outside You walk along the stream Your head caught in a waking dream Your protector Come in home, come.